Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to Help, I Have a Teenager, the podcast that's here to answer all your questions about the new teen age. My name is Jo Lamble. I'm a clinical psychologist and a mum of two adult kids. And like Ginny, I've learnt so much from doing this podcast. So often we'll get a question and makes us stop and think, yeah, what would you do in that situation? Or what did I do? Or what do I wish I had done? I'm also the co-author of The New Teen Age, How to Support Today's Tweens and Teens to Become Healthy, Happy Adults. And my name is Dr Ginny Mansberg. I'm Joe's co-author of The New Teenage. I'm a GP. I'm a mum and I make a lot of mistakes. I did make a lot of mistakes. I've shared a lot of them with our podcast listeners. So it is a matter of, you know, do as I say, not as I did. But I do think that we have learned a lot by parenting the eight children that we have raised between us. Joe, should we dive into today's episode? Absolutely. Our first one was sent to us by Sally and she writes, Hi ladies, I absolutely love your show and always feel more grounded and confident in my parenting choices after tuning in. Yay. However, I have recently entered uncharted waters with my 13 and a half year old. He has just started asking to spend time with his mates after school and on the weekends. I think it's great that he's making some strong friendships and I'm trying hard to get him to gain some independence. I only have one problem. They end up riding their bikes around the streets with no helmets. He understands the importance of helmets but insists his mates will pick on him. I offered to buy him a new helmet and even suggested he put it back on me for being an overprotective mum, but he won't have a bar of it. What should I do? Oh, you poor thing. That's terrible. And you can just see that everything you've written in your email to us is like you've been listening to this podcast. You're like getting the gold star because you've done absolutely everything we would have suggested. I'm thinking that it's always a good idea to know the friends because As you say, he seems to have great friends. I like the fact that they're bike riding. That's super healthy. They're out and about. That's really great. They're obviously local kids, which again is really nice for him to have those local friends. And what I'm wondering is, do we get all the kids over, have them over, get to know them and maybe get to know their parents, maybe ask their parents to come over to pick them up and ask them in for a drink or a tea or something like that and then go, hey, can we talk about this helmet situation? Because I think you would feel terrible if something did happen to him and he did fall off his bike and you had thought, oh, my goodness, for the sake of letting him please his friends, which is not a great decision that he's making right there, I gave in and now I feel really, really terrible and guilty about it. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I was going to suggest the same thing. You know, either have all the parents get together or parents and the kids or even just contact the parents and say, hey, I've got a you know, wind of this. Can we all just unite? Can we just all check whenever they're at our house and we see them, can we all say, hey, all of you, put your helmets on? You know, so then 
just not one kid or one parent being blamed. Because there's going to be a lot of these that come up, Sally, as he goes through his adolescence. There'll be times, you know, it sounds like, and as you said, it's great, he's making strong friendships. It's great that he wants to be more independent and you're supportive of that. That's fabulous. But you want to remind him independence doesn't mean being unsafe. And this is unsafe. And so you want to give him heaps of empathy for not wanting to be picked on. But you do want to say to him, what would he think if another of one of his friends said, I've got to wear a helmet, I'm going to wear a helmet? You know, would he think, oh, what a loser, what a lame kid? Or would he be quite pleased? Oh, great, someone else has said it. So now I can wear a helmet too. Because somebody's got to stand up, be the first one to say, I'm putting a helmet on. And, you know, that can appear to be really brave to stand out from the crowd. And then you want to also, it sounds awful, but you do need to scare him a bit and just say, think about it, honey, how would you feel if one of your friends fell off his bike without a helmet and suffered, as Ginny said, catastrophic brain damage? How are you going to feel? Wouldn't you then wish you're all wearing helmets? Wouldn't you then wish, why did I worry about being picked on when my mate now is in hospital and we don't know the outcome of his future, you know, tell him that you don't blame him for thinking this outcome is so unlikely and what on earth are you bringing it up? But there's a reason why there's a law about wearing helmets. There's a reason why there's a law about seatbelts because of these terrible things do happen. And finally, look, I'd actually be saying this is non-negotiable, that if you aren't able to be with your mates and be safe, then sorry, I'm going to put some restrictions in place. Once again, just until you're mature enough to obey the laws. And as soon as you are, great, off you go again. But from now, I'm going to be doing random checks and you better have that helmet on or you're not going. I agree because I think at 13, their ability to do a risk assessment, taking in all the facts and the, you know, way the risk of a fall off a bike versus the risk of being picked on. They're not very good at that particular skill. He will acquire that skill as he gets older, but I think it's just too much to give to a 13-year-old at this point. So I'd take that out of his hands and just go, mate, that's my job. I have to keep you safe. You know, I'm your parent. I'm your mum. I love you and I've got to keep you safe. So unfortunately, until you are, you know, mature enough to get it that you just have to wear a helmet, I can't let you go, but I am here for you and I'll ask you every day if you're ready to wear a helmet. And if you are, Off you go. I'm your biggest supporter. I want you with these friends. This sounds like a great time. If you'd love unlimited access to everything women are talking about right now, subscribe to Mamma Mia. An annual Mamma Mia subscription includes online access to every Mamma Mia event, subscriber-exclusive stories, podcasts and videos from Australia's leading independent women's media brand. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Now, Joe, we wanted to talk about an interesting article to finish off today's chat. Now, for everyone listening to us, are your teenagers telling you, Mum, I'm bored while sitting at home? Now, Joe and I completely get it. It's not always feasible for families to go out every weekend or during school holidays. Look, I think, you know, we can, as adults, appreciate quiet days at home. It's just heaven to have nothing on and think, oh, gosh, I don't have to do anything. I can just completely chill. But trying to 
get the kids to understand the benefit of that tranquility that can be really hard when they're grumbling that they're bored. And it's really stressful as parents. We, in this day and age, want our kids to have absolutely no distress and we try and remove any distress from them and that means if they're expressing boredom that that's distress and it's now on us to sort of relieve that for them. But I did stumble upon this amazing article in the New York Times and it's by Catherine Pearson and she says actually parents shouldn't just let their kids be bored but that we should encourage it, that it's normal, natural and healthy. So tell me more about it, Jenny. What's the research say about boredom? Well, so this particular expert is Dr Westgate and she's researching boredom herself. She's actually a really good thing for the brain. She believes that being bored can help kids specifically get creative, solve problems, find activities that they really care about. Right. So I suppose that, as you said, taking away any bad feeling. We don't want our kids to think that's what life's all about. It is about sitting with discomfort. And boredom is just like, you know, feeling sad sometimes or frustrated or irritable. You know, it's just another state of mind. It's just another mood. And it's perfectly natural experience. Yeah. And so I think the implication of mum, I'm bored with that's now on you, mum, you should be fixing it. If we give them something to do, we rob them of that blank canvas that allows their brain to come up with anything. It could be drawing, it could be painting, it could be writing a poem, it could be finding a movie, it could be reading something, it could be creating a new game and inventing all the new rules of a new game. But they need that space to be able to order their thoughts and actually get creative. And if they're always having every minute of every day filled, it's just something that they can't do. You sent this article across, Ginny, and I loved when they said that boredom is telling you that what you're doing right now isn't working. So is that a great way of thinking about it? Because then if you're saying, oh, I'm feeling this unpleasant feeling of boredom, okay, so it's not really working. And that may be that you're just scrolling aimlessly through, you know, Instagram or something and you're thinking, I'm just so bored, okay, what can I do? Then having that sort of mindset, okay, this isn't working, what else can I do? And I think it's to your point, you know, these kids have got very packed schedules, so they don't have much downtime, so they're not used to it. So that's another reason why Ginny and I aren't a fan of pack schedules, to have lots of downtime where you can, as you say, find this space to be creative. Now, our generation, I don't know about you, Ginny, but you know, normally given chores if you said you were bored, so it was a really good incentive to find quickly something to do because anything was preferable to doing the chores. But these days they often don't have the space. But some kids I think do need some suggestions. It's not to say go and do this because you want them to problem solve, but some kids do need access to things. You know, you, What kind of things? Well, you know, just access to, I don't know, the kitchen. To cook. Well, the kitchen is great. Yeah. Boys and girls yeah, exactly. really can be doing And just cooking. pointing to it, hey, there's a kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Use your screen time to develop, you know, to have a look at some recipes. What would you like to cook? You know, that's a great way to spend so many kids get into cooking after they just start dabbling in it. But you need to sometimes give them a little suggestion there's something to do. You know, I don't know, games, puzzles, books, you know, to have access there to say, look, it's all here because, again, All they've got normally are the screens. Some kids do need some suggestions because some teams, if they are too bored, will find some harmful behaviours to embark on because they're so bored that they think, okay, I'll just get up to no good. You know your own kid. You know how likely that is. So sometimes they need a bit more of a guide as to what they can do to then explore the opportunities. Yeah, that's such a good point, isn't it? I think next time your kid says, mum, I'm bored, you should say, good, great. That's really good news. I've read some research. I heard this excellent research on this fabulous podcast that said this is really good for you. (laughs) I mean, I think it'd be good to have some dinner time chats, you know, to talk about what 
you all do, you know, you can admit yourself what you do when you're bored and what you did when you were a kid when you're bored and, you know, everyone workshops some suggestions. So it's just a nice little idea to be able to say, hey, it's just another mood like sadness or irritability, you know, so let's just talk about it. It just doesn't have to be eliminated at all costs, but there are ways to turn boredom into opportunities to be creative and problem solve. Yep, and let their minds run free. We're going to stick a link to this article in our show notes if you do want to check it out. It might be a good thing to chat about at the dinner table. Maybe you share with your kids, wow, I read this article. What do you think about this? And maybe it'll be a Kickstarter for some opportunities to lighten their loads at after school care because sometimes they're just doing tennis on a Monday and taekwondo on a Tuesday and drama on a Wednesday. Let's maybe pick one and give them some time to let their minds run free. That's all we've got time for this week. If you have a question, call the podcast phone on 028 9386 or email us at podcast at mamamia.com.au to get in touch. Yeah, we always love hearing your voices. This episode was produced by the beautiful Tali Blackman with audio production by Tom Lyon. I'm Jo Lamble. I'm Ginny Mansberg and we'll see you next week. 